Urban Dictionary defines romantic comedy as the most vile, insipid, sanity-destroying, horrible genre in the history of film. Respectfully, we disagree. I'm Mia. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm Samantha. And this is You, you Rob Completely. Completely. Again, I forgot my name. <laughs> Wow, two weeks in a row. She's just for a forgetful just, Frida. I was on vacation, and I'm just really yeah. tired. Let's pretend that you have not gone on your vacation yet. <laughs> that we don't do these two at a time. Sure. That sounds like Why? a good lie. Are you showing them the man behind the curtain? This is not the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> because I am the wizard. <laughs> the wonderful wizard. Of Oz. <laughs> We're back. Welcome to episode 38 of the podcast. So many. That means we have... 2 plus 12 more, which is 14. It's actually 15 because we're doing a wrap-up episode, but that's fine. Guys, if you want to come to my apartment and watch the last movie with us for New Year's, the weekend before. We're going to have a party. Let me know. I'm going to do theme snacks. Maybe there'll be some fun giveaways. Oh, giveaways? Well, Perhaps we'll make swag and everyone will get something. Yeah, but. if you come to the party. So if you want an exclusive invitation... You got to email us at Oh, this one's already off the rails. I love it. Should we talk about Austin Land? Let's talk about Austin Land. Yay. So Austin Land is about Carrie Russell. Her character's name is Jane Hayes, who is obsessed with Pride and Prejudice and Mr. Darcy her entire life. And she's had bad luck in love. No, wait. Pride and Prejudice, the book, or Pride and Prejudice, the movie, 1995 in parentheses? Like IMD, How lowercase b wants us to hear you. <laughs> no. She does watch that movie a whole bunch in She does, in the film. but she also talks about how I she know. memorized the Pride first three chapters of Pride and Prejudice when she was 13 years old. I know. I just thought that it was very funny that IMDb wanted to like link to another one of their films in, in the intro to this movie. Continue. It also was funny that in the preview before this movie started, there was a... 1995, yes. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice, and I try to convince you that we should watch it. I mean, we could. It is kind of a rom-com. Kind of. It's very long, though, that miniseries. Oh, it's, it's not a even a movie. Yeah. Should we do a miniseries? <laughs> should I we do love miniseries. Next year, we just multiple episodes all about Pride and Prejudice. Don't tell Never me. Never mind. <laughs> There's so many different adaptations we could do. Uh, if you Anyways, see moving, that, on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Don't email us. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, Jane is obsessed with Pride and Prejudice and Pride and Prejudice 1995 and Mr. Darcy for her entire life. Her bedroom is very creepily Mr. Darcy themed. Yes. She's got a stand-up with Colin Firth and she's had really bad experience in love mm-hmm. and she finally decides it's the last straw when one of her stupid exes shows up and yes. she decides to go on this once-in-a-lifetime experience to this mm-hmm. Jane Austen house in England where you get to live like you're part of the Regency era and in a Jane Austen book and so she books the copper package which is like the poor person's package so she's an (laughs) orphan relation versus all the other people there Lady Amelia Hartwright Mm. and uh, (laughs) Lady Amelia Fartwright (laughs) (laughs) that was funny and then uh, Jennifer Coolidge's character who is Elizabeth. Oh, what did, yeah, what did she something? name herself? She named herself something silly. She had a very silly great. name. Miss Elizabeth, Elizabeth Charming. And her very Jennifer Coolidge voice. Very Jennifer Coolidge voice. So silly. Anyway, so they spend the course of a week or so 
engaging in in thematic activities like hunting and embroidery and, and falling in and love. falling in love and so you kind of have a bit of a love triangle here where mm-hmm. there's the Brett McKenzie plays one of the Help. Ser- servants on yes. staff and then JJ Field plays um, Mr. Nobly who is sort of the Mr. Darcy type on staff and she's He's great drawn to both of them and doesn't really know what is real and what's not in this experience mm-hmm. and uh, comes out of it with a match but who could it be but who could I don't be? know you'll have to watch the film to find out no we're gonna spoil it for you guys <sighs> yeah just not yet not yet first we'll answer this question is it a rom-com oh my god <laughs> it is the biggest rom-com to ever rom-com in yes. my life it was great it has such low reviews on all of the review sites but it is so charming it's so perfect it is so funny and i'm mad that i haven't watched it since 2013 yeah. when it came out as you should be some of the comedy comes from the idea of Austin Land being as a place. humorous and Jennifer Coolidge being herself and bonkers. But a lot of it also is wrapped up in the romance between yes. uh, Carrie Russell and J.J. Field. Yes. I need someone who doesn't like Jane Austen to watch this movie and, and tell me how they feel about it. I'm but wondering if maybe the reviewers the just like didn't care about Jane. That's what I was that's wondering. that's why they think it's bad. That's what I was wondering, what I posed when we watched it, about whether, if you didn't like Jane Austen, if you wouldn't like this film. But I still feel like you, like, understand enough the conventions of I know. It's Jane Austen to enjoy it. I mean, Get out from under your people rock. were people... recording this in 2013, so. It's 2019 okay. now. <laughs> okay. Also, and if you don't like Jane Austen and you are going to watch this for Mia to tell us your experience, yeah. also don't listen to this podcast. I don't want you listening if you're not a fan of Jane Austen. Ooh. You can go away. Turning pe- turning folks away. We're not getting as many listens as we used to. Don't turn them away some more. <laughs> You can email me at romcompletemy at gmail.com and I will fight you with my words, with my quill, with my keyboard. Ooh, okay. Anyways. Looking forward to that fight. How about, yeah, like anyone's going to email us. Actually, no. Send me a strongly worded letter by post. Via the post. (laughs) How about that meet cute, though? Oh, it was pretty good. I was like, ugh. Look at him, Mr. fucking Darcy right there. He's got a book and everything. He's sitting in the drawing room, and he, like, lowers the book begrudgingly and then raises the book above. And it's so cute. He, like, gives her a snarky glance and then and then poo-poos her with his yes. eyes. And then they have a, a, a fun, like, verbal sparring match mm-hmm. at dinner about First Impressions, which is also the original name for Pride and Prejudice, First Ooh. Impressions. Because it is all about... Your first impressions. I took a class on first impressions in college. Like Jane Austen? No, like um, psychology. Yeah. How you form them? Did they talk about your brain? Prejudice at all in this class? No, I don't believe that they did. A mistake. I'm sorry. We did read a Malcolm Gladwell book. I don't read Malcolm Gladwell, but I'm glad you had the experience (laughs) that. Yeah, that was like my capstone research course. Yeah. And I did a research project about. If posture affects first impressions, because obviously it does, and I was like, "This will be easy," and it was. Yeah, it's true. 
How's your friend doing? (laughs) (laughs) My friend Kristen. Hi, Kristen. I know you don't listen to this podcast. Uh, texted me during the recording for this and made a stop and pause and she said I'm flattered that you stopped your recording for me you were probably on a break but let me be delusional Kristen we really did stop the podcast so I could call you I was concerned we hope you're feeling better and I hope you're enjoying Grantchester right now because I was giving you my <laughs> password to Amazon oh Jeff Bezos, if you're listening fuck off <laughs> he's not listening he's making too much money per minute to That's be listening true. to this oh man you'd be so good at cookie clicker <laughs> we just discovered this new game unrelated we have to segue the teens are obsessed with it it's called cookie glitter clicker and you can you make cookies in your bakery and then you can buy grandmas to make cookies for you and then you can farm cookies and then you can get a mine for cookies it's and you can get a big game. For cookies. I love it so. And right now we're much. still growing cookies upstairs. Yep. And I don't know how many are going to be there when we get back. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. We got to finish this pod okay. so we can see. So we did the meet cute. Does this movie fly in real life? <sighs> I mean, <No. laughs> do I want it to fly in real life? Yes. yes. It's a little bit out there. I don't think anyone would want to live this experience. But at the same time, why hasn't someone made this? real i don't know why why have they monetized should we it? do it we should Let's also we didn't point this out earlier but i think i should now this movie austin land is actually based on a book called austin Yay, land shannon written hale. by shannon hale it's actually part of a series i believe there's a second book in it Ooh. i haven't read either of them mm. but i've been encouraged because um Miss our friend says elizabeth good. says they're good so maybe i will get that to read soon okay perhaps on your Vacation. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You just came I back. I just came from back vacation. from a vacation. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, Mia, did this 2013 film age well? So, it's Trixie because it is kind of like a period piece. Yes. For most of the film, they're acting like they're in a period piece. Right. So, that sort of confuses everything. I did like the part where she um, becomes a ninja and beats up a guy who's assaulting her. Yeah, that was That amazing. was very 2013, fresh take. So, yeah, that was great. Um, otherwise, it's just uh, it's yeah. I mean, it is it's hard to say. They make a, they good. make a really good point in the film. Carrie Russell talking about like the line between like what is real and what is fake mm-hmm. when like you're acting like this, which I totally agree. And I think that's also almost like a line that's sort of going beyond the third wall of of the screen because you know actors fall in love with their all coworkers the yeah. all the time. And obviously because I think it's it's hard to define that line of what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. I think Carrie Russell is married to her Americans co-star. Yeah, she is. Matthew Reese. Yes, is that his name? they have a baby. Yeah. And, fun fact, corner spoiler, <gasps> she was pregnant with a child while they were filming this movie. Oh, my God. But not Matthew Reese's child. But not Matthew Reese's child. Another child. A different child. Wasn't she married to, like, a guy from a band for a while, I think? I didn't, that wasn't in the fun fact corner. Oh, it's okay. So, I don't know. It's all right. If you know, Carrie Russell, if you're listening. Oh my gosh, Carrie Russell, if you're listening, you're amazing. I love you. Okay. Next question. Did you fall in love while watching this movie? Yes, 100%. We were fucking elated after watching this film. balls of joy. I was, I had to tweet Mia's reactions because she was just having such a great time. It's a good movie. I thought it was charming. And cute. Yes. And good. It There are twists and turns. It keeps you on your toes. It's it a good one. It buoyed my heart. Yes. 
Samantha said today that she, it was almost bad because it made her feel too good, and then she had to come in back to her real life, and it made her no, upset. No, it's true. I had such a great time watching the movie. I, like, forgot about the real world, all the things I had to do, and then I came back to it, and I was a little upset. That's okay. But it's fine. It We're happens. Now. We're thinking I'm about so it in love. again now. I also, J.J. Field, I forget. Every time I see him, he is such... A hottie, but also mm-hmm. magnetic in both his like personality and his acting. And I'm sad that he's married to Neve Campbell. Yeah, but that's fine. I'm glad they're happy together and they have two <laughs> children. It's fine. It's fine. Also, go watch Northanger Abbey, which he's in because he's basically his character not playing. Okay, a character in this. That's my next Jane Austen that I'm gonna read after Emma. I think Northanger Abbey. It's yeah, a good yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Jane Austen. Are you rethinking your life now? Yes. I'm rethinking everything about my <laughs> life. I'm thinking, why haven't I been to an Austin land? I'm rethinking, why haven't we started our own Austin land? I'm rethinking, why can't a history professor who is being forced by his aunt to be a character at an Austin land theme park fall in love with me yet? Mm, there's a lot of Are ifs. you rethinking your life? No. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. It was pretty cute. It was so cute. Don't what? tell me you don't want this to happen Two to you. Two fun, fresh actors to fight me. Fight for me. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Into it. Even though one of them turns out to be a jerk. So. Martin. I feel like sometimes <laughs> when we talk about films on the podcast, we don't always go through the entire plot. We just sort of allude to things. So, mm-hmm. anyway. The big Spoiler. twist. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. The big twist is that Martin... Brett McKenzie's character, who has been playing, like, the servant the whole time, is actually an actor as well. He is mm-hmm. part of this um, experience. experience. So one of the things that Jane Seymour, who is the head of Austin Land, says at the beginning, that everyone gets their own romantic experience when they're here. So each of the ladies who is paying for this gets sort of a romantic entanglement that ends mm-hmm. with a fake engagement at the last night of their stay. And Brett McKenzie's character is, like, for her her though she thinks he's just like actually like falling for her and actually just like enjoying mm-hmm. her company but he's an actor all along all along whereas he doesn't even really love her jj field <sighs> mr nobly is is like a bad actor mm-hmm. and also is falling in love with her the entire time and she doesn't believe him and so he has to come all the way to america to tell her well he's just bringing her her sketchbook she could have, he could have mailed it. <laughs> and he's like, hmm, what a dork. Indeed. I love him. We'll just use this to seg into favorite quotes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Do you want to uh, go for it? Butter me up and throw me in a saucepan. One of a the great line. side characters uh, who's like the when colonel. When he gets excited. He just, he does it. He said, butter me up, throw me in a saucepan. Uh, another favorite line of mine is, obviously there's some Sparring and sparks between Mr. Nobly and Jane. Mm. Uh, Jane Erstwhile is her character Miss, name. Miss Erstwhile. And uh, she, they, they decide that they're rehearsing this play together and they're going to be together. And they're like going through this like little like grove in the garden. Mm-hmm. And she says, since we're going to be spending so much time together, let's just try not to annoy each other mm-hmm. for a while. And he goes, you don't annoy me. You make, you make me, me nervous. nervous. Which is so cute. And she, like, gives him this look. And then they have a really cute conversation afterwards. Yes, where they're talking about the experience and how it's, like, special. It's a simpler time. And then, you know, and she's like, oh, and you're the Mr. Darcy character. Like, you're everybody's fantasy. And he goes, so I'm your fantasy? And she's like, well, you play your part very well. Ooh. 
And last but certainly not least is when Mr. Nobly follows Jane all the way back to America to give her back her sketchbook she left behind. Yes. And to convince her that they had a real relationship. And she's like, no, 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 no. Things like this don't happen in real life. Like, it's not it's not true. It's just my fantasy. And then he goes, no, you've got it backwards. You were my fantasy. How dare you? And they make out. How dare you? And it's great. It's so good. It is great. Other great things. Rom-com Beyonce. I mean. This movie's so sweet and good. It's so sweet and good. I think we should go back to our usual style of just saying the words that you wrote down. It's the words that we said. It's not just the words that we wrote down. Period piece. England. Beautiful dresses. They got a fantasy. The fake animals. The men. The women. Everything is so silly and so good. So good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just enchanting, particularly if you are a Jane Austen fan or a period piece fan. Mm -hmm. You get into it. You're excited. You're happy to see it. Yes. And just, like, uh, to tell you, there's a lot of fake animals (laughs) in this. One of my favorite parts. There's real horses, but then fake peacocks and lambs and pugs everywhere <laughs> so silly on the um i noticed this on the, in the background on the imdb page there was like one column that shows it's not pulled up anymore that's okay like so if you put your movie in a list like you can make a list of movies like one of them was like lists of movies that i own and then one of the list was movies with pugs i saw that too <laughs> i saw that i meant to say something and that's because they have at one point um lady hartwright is is petting a stuffed pug petting a stuffed pug <laughs> yeah oh. but yeah it's got great wrong this movie is crazy it's amazing would you watch it again though of course oh my god Duh. i feel like I need to buy a DVD of this movie, even though it's the year of our Lord 2019 and DVDs will be extinct in the yeah. next five years. It's fine. It's fine. I want to save it forever on save a little disc. forever. A little disc. What do you think happens next? So he's come all the way to America. Yes. To tell her that he's a history professor. He's not a professional actor. Right. He was doing this for his crazy aunt. Yes. Everything he felt was real. Her first week at Austinland was his first week at Austinland. Mm-hmm. They should be together. If you're and a I bird, think, I'm a bird. I think they they would get together. I yeah. think he'd become a history well professor in the United States. But, like, if you were a Jane, would you give up this opportunity to move to England and live with him? She works at an office. She could yeah, get an no, office job. Could. I feel like it's much harder to get, like, a professorship. That's true. That's true. But she loves Jane Austen. Bitch, move to England. I mean, maybe she will. I, we can't say she doesn't. I know. At the very I want end of the to. film, we see that L- Miss Elizabeth Charming has purchased Austin Land from Jane Seymour, and she owns it and has, like, put her own spin on it. Yeah. And you see Jane and then Mr. Mr. Nobly, Henry Nobly. Visiting. Uh, visiting. Uh, and he's wearing an I Love Darcy shirt, and she, like, feeds him a cupcake, and it's, it's real so cute. cute. They should live in England. Okay, they can live in England, but Yay. I think they would be together. Oh, absolutely. I know that they barely know each other, but I think they're 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 They know each bird. other in their hearts. Yeah, I buy it. All right. Diving out of questions to dive into. Talking tropes. We're like a dolphin. We dive out and then in. I wish I could make a dolphin sound effect. I can't. I'll put one in and post. You don't. <laughs> Next year, should we learn how to put sound effects Next in? year, I'll learn how to put sound effects in and I can also post. learn. I could just do the sound effects part, and you'll do everything else. Earlier, you hated listening to the playback of your own voice. Do you really want to edit these? <laughs> I can handle it. I'm a narcissist. I love listening to the do sound really of my own voice. you really love listening to the sound of your own yeah, voice? Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I love listening to the sound of my own voice when 
I have like a script more or less mm. when I know that I'm not umming and eyeing throughout it. Mm. So when I say the intro, I always am like, damn, my voice sounds good. Yeah. But then any other time when I'm just blathering on as I tend you don't to do, blather. I do blather. You I don't blither. Blather. You don't blither either. I blither, I blither blather. <laughs> now you're blathering. <laughs> you're blathering. Anywho, tropes. Let's do it. Grand gesture. He aforementioned doesn't mail her her thing and flies it all the way to the United States for her. And she's like, you could have mailed this. Amazing. He also gets into a fight at an airport, which I respect. Incredible. <laughs> a very funny fight, which is so... New Zealand versus England. New Zealand versus England. Shakespeare versus Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> Jane Austen versus Hobbit. No, they say... Oh, right. He calls Shakespeare. him Shakespeare. You're right, you're point. right. Uh, yeah, so Brett McKenzie and J.J. Field get into a fight where he... J.J. Field... So, Brett McKenzie is told to go to the airport by Jane Seymour to be like, it's Mm. not over. Like, I still have, I still like you. Like, I know I'm an actor, but you're hot. Let's get together. Yeah. Because Jane is going to make a complaint about how uh, the owner of Austin Land's husband made an inappropriate pass at her. Right. And then Mr. Nobly also shows up to be like, I really love you. Like, it's real. And, like, she doesn't believe him. And he makes a joke with Brett McKenzie, who is Kiwi. To be like, what, you couldn't get a job on The Hobbit? And it's funny because Brett McKenzie was actually in The Fellowship of the Ring as Thigwit, which is Frodo is great. Who is that? Which is a character in the scene of uh, Elrond's council. You don't know what I'm talking about right here. I have no idea what you're talking okay. about. Okay, so Brett McKenzie, before he was in Flight of the Conchords, <laughs> was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I believe you. I understand that part And he was this. in the scene Elrond's council, yep. which was funny because... So he's just like a background oh, I think elf. I've seen this. Meme. I've told you about this. <laughs> yes. And so people who are watching the first film were like, "Wow, Frodo is great!" And then like it pans and you see beautiful Brett McKenzie with his long elf hair, yeah. and they're like, "Who is that?" And so like the internet nicknamed him Figwit for Frodo is great. Who is that? Uh... And he became such an internet sensation. There was a website called FigwitLives.com uh, that they put him into a later movie as well. Okay. And this was all before he was famous or did anything. His father was also in Lord of the Rings. Uh, so it was fun that they were making a Hobbit joke because he was in, in the OG Hobbit. Lord of the Rings. And that's what you missed on Glee. Uh, great. Thank you. There was also a grave misunderstanding for comedy. Back to this film. <laughs> <laughs> that she didn't know who actually loved her, what the real or fakeness yeah. was of anything. She thought they were all hired to love her after she learned that one of them was. So that misunderstanding was there. Yeah. She's perfect. She's perfect. She's a Jane Austen heroine. I love her. She's She is down on her luck, bad in love, and then turns it around. Uh, we didn't have another opportunity to mention this. Nope, we will later on. Okay. Never mind. It's in the tropes. Oh, was it they've been here all along? No. Because that we only gave a point five to. Yeah, because they were there the entire week together, and she didn't quite realize that he was truly in love with her. But it was just a week. So, just like, a week. Uh, so, yeah. mistaken identity. How did this one come into play again? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, she mistakes <laughs> that Brett McKenzie is... Right. Is he? She thinks that he's just, like, just a, a gardener. A rando. A horse yeah. birther, and not actually a... Uh, actor. She thinks yeah. that he's just like living his life. We'll give it a point five. Yeah. I'll update its score. This is the one that I was talking about. An Austin makeover. makeover. So midway through the film, 
Jane erstwhile decides to take charge of her story and they steal a bunch of dresses from uh, Amelia Hartwright Mm -hmm. and she like comes in and all of a sudden is fabulous and flirty and like touching people on the shoulder and playing sexy tunes on the piano it's very funny it's very funny like slow-mo yes walking in it's a good one it's great so it's a great makeover and we don't have a lot of makeovers so true Quirky BFFs. Yeah. Well, we do have Jennifer in droves. In droves. All of the side actors, mm-hmm. all of the other ladies who are playing roles. Hidden agenda. I mean, Brett McKenzie, again, yes. trying to make her, mm-hmm. you know, get in love. Yeah. In fake love in with fake him. Fake love. So that she gives a good review Which is a little of her bit experience. More rude than. Like, if you were tricked by one of the actors. Because she doesn't realize that he is an actor. Yes. It's really rude, actually. Yeah. It's actually very painful. And the so, fact that part of his character is not even playing into, like, the Austin romance. It's him just being, mm-hmm. like, a modern character. Like, taking her out of sort yeah, of the, right. the fantasy is kind of rude, too. It's a sneaky trick, and I'm not here for it. Yeah, I don't love it. So, Boo. To the hidden agenda. Love triangle. Big kind time. Of. Big time. Yeah. They I'm, fight in an airport they do fight for in her. An airport, but only one of them really loves her. But what more do you want? There's a fist fight in an airport. I know. Airport. There's a fist fight in the airport. She has to drag them apart. It's, it's great. great. She stands up on a suitcase and announces that she's done with their bullshit. It's great. Yeah, it's great. I love her. I love it. We have a hate to love, a Mr. Darcy and, and Lizzie yeah. Bennett situation. Which we learned came from Shakespeare originally, but mm. that's great. Fake it till you make it? Fake being in a Jane Austen book until you make it into love? Yeah, basically. Question mark, exclamation point. And thought that cold, cold heart. Yeah, so we find out Oof, that... A long list. There's a lot of... But particularly Mr. Nobly has a sadder background mm-hmm. where he doesn't believe in a love. A tragic backstory, would you yes, say? Yes, a tragic Excellent. backstory, if you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jane herself... Is ready for love, but yeah. also, you know, is too obsessed with Mr. Darcy to open her heart to anyone until yeah. she gets into this Austinland experience. Yes. And besides the tragic backstory, the very last one is you, you love, love him, him, you, you don't, don't even, even know him. him. But we'll let it slide this week. Yes, because... <sighs> They're birds of a feather. They He's flock. a history professor. <laughs> she loves English literature. They're meant to be. They're meant to be. And that's all of the tropes. I know, quite a bit, Fly actually. away, tropes. <laughs> Let's fly away into the fun facts. How about that? Our fireside chat of a podcast. I hate it. I can't wait until we get to pose by a fireside (laughs) with our mugs that Tori sent us. Oh, boy. I can't wait, too. I want to push you away again. Over a bench? (laughs) (laughs) Different movie. Different movie. All right. You want to start with the first fun fact? Even though you spelled Carrie Russell's name wrong? I actually copy-pasted this I from see, the I internet, see, see. the okay, IMDb. Okay. So you can blame IMDb. Um, Carrie Russell, I think I already said this earlier, that she was pregnant during the filming of this movie. Yay. Which I asked you during the thing. I was like, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder um, if she kind of looked pregnant to me. I have yes. I have a sense. And it's also, in particular, the outfits that they wear, because it's sort of like the Empire waist, yes, it, it was, does give... It hit it. Pretty good. It does give like a a good um, yeah. illusion of not being pregnant. One of the other ones I really liked that I only figured out after seeing it on IMD lowercase B was 
in there's a scene where they're playing croquet and one of the characters says you can tell by the way he uses his chalk he's a ladies man no time for that sort of conversation which is a play on staying alive by the Bee Gees which is funny I love that for them by the way I use my walk I'm a woman's man no No time time for talk (laughs) (laughs) that's great um I also There's some more songs that we could talk, talk about. Want to talk about my Ayo. favorite song in this movie is "Hot in Here" by Nelly. <laughs> uh, I forgot about this scene. I've seen this film before, but Jane is asked to play piano, and she goes, "Well, there's really only <laughs> one song I know," and then she starts playing "Hot in Here" on piano. Which number one, the fact that the only song you know on piano <laughs> is "Hot in Here." Incredible, iconic. I stan her. <laughs> and number two, like she gets like iconic, <laughs> taken away from the. Uh, oh my gosh, from the piano because it's too inappropriate for the right. time period. Uh, and not, number three, they do a, music a musical video for it at, the, at end, the end in the credits where everyone is dancing and it's oh, so hot, so and sexy. silly. Um, I love it so much. It's very it makes silly. me want to watch it right now immediately. I love when things end with a musical number, like a mm-hmm. silly musical number. It makes me feel like the people in the film actually had a good time doing it because I feel like yeah. you can't force that. Right. I feel like we should have taken count of how many musical numbers there were in these movies. Mm. Dance scenes included. We can go back and do it. We'll do it another time. Next year. Next year. We'll change the tropes for next year. Oh, my God. <laughs> that wow. That sounds like we a lot of work. We can do a Never twist. Mind. We can do a twist. We'll, we'll see. We'll get, we have to get to next year first. <laughs> we'll get there. Don't worry. One last fun fact? Yeah, sure. So what might not surprise anyone is Jennifer <laughs> Coolidge, who played Miss Elizabeth Charming, all of her lines were made up on the spot because according to the producers, it was almost impossible to get her to memorize the script. Which is very funny. And it also fits in very much with her character, who is just mm-hmm. saying random, saying random, random things the all time. the time. Um, and then this is a fun fact that's not Ooh, on here. Okay. But uh, in Austin Land, J.J. Field plays Henry Nobly. Mm. And in the Jane Austen adaptation he was in, Northanger Abbey, yes. he plays Henry Tilney. So ah, very similar. Similar. Same thing, but different. I love that. I do too. <sighs> the fun fact corner, we have to put out the fire. <laughs> that's the water you putting don't out have the to fire. Put the, it's in a fireplace. It's not going <laughs> to. <laughs> what <laughs> did I do to deserve this? You started this. You were the one who was like, let's sit down by a fireside chat. I'm FDR. Is I it FDR? FDR. Yes, okay. it is FDR. I don't know my president. I'm glad you remembered, friend. What should we watch next, Samantha? Wow, that is a great question. Next week, we're watching The Apartment, starring the- Jack Lemon and Shirley MacLaine. And I'm going to read you the little synopsis per IMD lowercase b. Let's Here do we it. go. It says, <clears throat> ah, a man tries to rise in his company by letting its executives use his apartment for trysts, but complications and a romance of his own ensue. Ooh, in the Me Too era, this is going to be interesting. And I'd also like to point this out. This movie is two hours and five minutes oh long. Oh, my God. No, why? What were you going to point Can out? We, oh, I was going to point out that on the poster <laughs> for this film, it says, movie-wise, there has never been anything like it. Love-wise, laugh-wise, or otherwise-wise. Oh, wow. I'm sure this is one of those movies that has an incredible trailer. We're going to have so much fun with this. I cannot wait. We better because it's two hours and five minutes long. Snacks. Snow snacks. snacks. 
And apartments. So many apartments. Oh my gosh. We'll be in an apartment watching the apartment. <laughs> oh my gosh. What theming. We what couldn't do time. any better. <laughs> anyway, did this film rom complete you, Mia? Hmm. Austin Land? I don't know. I hated it. I didn't have any fun while I was watching it, and I didn't spend hours looking at gifs after I was home. I will murder you. <laughs> I loved it so much. It was so, so good. <laughs> it's such a good movie. I need to start watching this whenever I'm pup set because yeah. it'll reinvigorate me to the world. Yes. Okay. Before next week, where can they find us? You can find when us when they are sad and lonely. Instagram and Twitter at romcompleteme. No, you mm-hmm. at romcompleteme. Or if you're in the mood for sending a little letter to us <laughs> by the e-post mail, you yes. can email us at romcompleteme at gmail.com. I saw a very quick side story, a tweet today, that a guy said that when he was younger, he wrote a letter to his girlfriend to break up with her, but he didn't like his handwriting, so he typed it but he didn't have anything to print it with so he put it on a floppy disk and mailed it to her and someone was like that is the coldest thing i've ever heard wow <laughs> that like, has so much this i love energy. that so yikes put it on a floppy disk and mail it to us yeah i don't have a floppy disk reader but maybe the dml does maybe we'll no, find out before it. next week thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode of you rom complete me and if you haven't watched austin land already watch it now do it watch it now it do is it. good for you borrow it from your local library and You'll enjoy feel great. thanks for listening bye, bye.